I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. While the majority of Who villains never abandon their evil schemes and will normally push through to the bitter end, there are a few cases in the show's history where the bad guys have become the good guys. Whether the Doctor talked them into having a change of heart, whether it was self-motivated, or whether they sucked a human inside their casing and subsequently grew a conscience and some little face penises looking at you, Dalek Sec. Even some of the Doctor's biggest and baddest alien foes are capable of changing for the better, as are the many, many human enemies that the various TARDIS crews have bumped into in their travels. There are no guarantees that these villains will stay all kinds of sweet if they return in the future, but for now, let's focus on the times when their heroism shone through. I'm Rich, welcome to Who Culture, and these are 10 Doctor Who villains who ultimately turned good. Number 10, Kazran Sardek. The Scrooge-esque villain of Matt Smith's first Christmas special, Kazran Sardek wasn't strong, he wasn't overly clever, and he didn't wield deadly laser beams or rockets or anything like that. He was simply a callous, bitter old man. With Amy and Rory stuck on board a crashing spaceship, the Doctor has a limited amount of time to save them both, as well as the other passengers. Fortunately, the solution to this deadly scenario is rather easy. Sardek has a machine that controls the clouds up above, which can clear the skies and allow the ship to land safely. But unfortunately, though, Sardik is, well, as the name suggests, a bit of a Sardik. He refuses to help and is perfectly okay with the thought of the ship crashing and everyone aboard it dying. And so the Doctor is forced to improvise, getting all timey-wimey and meddling with Sardik's past, he manages to warm the old miser's heart by connecting him with the beautiful Abigail, and by the end of the episode, Sardik has been transformed. Number 9, Lady Cassandra. By far the most devious bitch of a trampoline in the entire universe, Lady Cassandra was nothing more than a piece of skin held in place by a metal frame, a result of countless surgical procedures that she'd undergone in order to extend her life. She was egotistical and self-motivated, prioritizing her lifespan and her looks above everyone and everything else. But eventually she did learn to care for others. Cassandra first encountered the Doctor in Series 1's The End of the World, where she tried to kill the guests on board a space station purely for financial gain. However, this plot did not not work out, and the Doctor left her skin to dry out and explode amidst the scorching heat of the sun. Even Factor 50 wouldn't have saved her. But her brain managed to survive this incident, allowing her to live on. In Series 2's New Earth, Cassandra was trying to transfer her consciousness into a human body, determined to live normally once again. You know, with arms and legs and stuff. While she did succeed in doing this for a short period of time, including a sequence where she was jumping between the Doctor and Rose, which was actually quite funny, she eventually stopped trying and accepted that it was time for her to die. This change of heart was brought on after 
after she took the body of an infected person and felt that person's pain, prompting her, in a rare act of kindness, to help the doctor find a cure for an infected army. Cassandra then entered the body of her servant, Chip, but he was too weak and his body fizzled out with Cassandra's consciousness held inside. Number 8. The Empty Child The iconic Ninth Doctor baddie, The Empty Child, is a character that started out good, then became bad, then became good again. Sounds confusing when you put it like that, so bear with me while I explain. This monster was created when an innocent, near-death human boy called Jamie was infected by nanogenes that tried to heal him. This didn't really work out though, because what the nanogenes actually did was assume that his form now was how humans were, with a gas mask on their face, and they turned him into a zombie-like creature that almost scared our pants off. I say almost. It definitely did. Are you my mummy? Cough, kid. After two episodes of walking around creepily and asking everyone that question, Jamie did finally find his mummy, and when the parent and child hugged, the nanogenes recognized the mother's DNA, allowing them to heal Jamie properly. Everybody lives, Rose. Apart from all the people that died in the Second World War, but okay, Doctor, sure. Number 7. Noah Like the empty child, Noah, or Lazar to give him his proper name, started out good, was transformed into a baddie, and then turned good once again. Leader of a group of humans on board a space station in the fourth Doctor serial The Ark in Space, Noah is woken from suspended animation at the start of the second episode, and even though he's rude towards the Doctor and stuns him with a gun, it's clear that he's a decent guy who just wants the best for his people. Shortly afterwards, Noah is infected by the Wirren, which are basically a race of space insects, and he turns violent, killing Libri, a station engineer. His body then starts to turn green as the infection spreads, conveyed with some not-so-convincing green bubble wrap special effects, and eventually he is transformed into a full-on adult Wirren. But Noah still has some good left in him. The serial concludes with him leading the Wirren swarm into a shuttle and blowing it up. In the end, Noah's humanity prevailed. Number 6. The Zygons One of the longest serving villains in the show, the Zygons first appeared in the 1975 serial Terror of the Zygons, and they definitely lived up to that title. Their blotchy red skin and their countless suckers made them look all diseased and disgusting, and thankfully, this horrific design was kept when they returned in the modern era as the antagonists in the 50th anniversary special. This episode found the Zygons trying to infiltrate the Black Archive in order to access the technology held within, but eventually, the humans and Zygons ended up on the same side, and a peace treaty was established that allowed the aliens to live on Earth in secret. In Series 9's Zygon 2-parter, a rebel group of the villains broke the peace treaty and intended to expose the millions of Zygons living on Earth, forcing the Doctor to intervene and stop them. Cue the defining Peter Capaldi speech. In the end, human-Zygon relations became friendly once again, but judging by how quickly things broke down in Series 9, this peace might not last forever. Number 5. Luke Rattigan Luke Rattigan is one of the most easy-to-hate villains we've ever had in Doctor Who. A spoiled, rich kid who thought his genius made him better than everyone else, Rattigan, who was rude, unlikable, and generally a bit of a douche, allied himself with the Sontarans in a Series 4 two-part story, helping them poison the Earth. The frustrating thing about Rattigan is that his unparalleled intellect could have been used as a major force for good if his heart was in the right place, so it was quite satisfying when, at the end of the second episode, his cleverness actually saved the day. Reprogramming a teleported to give him access to the Sontaran ship, Rattigan stared the potato-esque soldiers right in the face and triggered a massive explosion, sacrificing himself in order to defeat the Sontarans and save the Doctor's life. Rattigan made many mistakes in his short life, such as nearly killing millions of innocent humans, but his final act was truly selfless. Sontar-ha. Number 4. George Cranley Another human villain who realised the error of his ways and turned good in his final moments, the story of explorer George Cranley, who is seen for the first and only time in the fifth Doctor serial Black Orchid, is quite a tragic one. We're initially told that he vanished during an expedition to find the rare Black Orchid, and that he hasn't been seen in two years. Eventually, though, it's revealed that George was attacked by a tribe that was protecting the Orchid, and that he's been hiding in the Cranley house ever since. 
Throughout the serial, an unknown figure that is actually George is seen skulking around the house and attacking people like the poor servant he strangles to death at the end of the first episode and Latoni, a friend of the Cranley family. George is mindless and confused. He mistakes the doctor's companion Nissa for his former fiance, Anne, kidnaps her and heads for the roof of the house. For a moment it looks like he's about to push her off, but George instead lets Nissa go, stopping his murderous rampage. He then falls to his doom seconds later because, apparently, all Doctor Who redemption arcs have to end with death. Number 3. River Song While River Song is one of the most beloved heroes of the New Who era, if you look at her timeline from her perspective, she actually started out as a villain. Raised by Madame Kavarian for the sole purpose of killing the Doctor, River comes surprisingly close to accomplishing this mission in Series 6's Let's Kill Hitler, where she poisons him with some lipstick, one quick kiss is all it takes. But obviously the show was never going to kill off its main character, and in the end the Doctor managed to survive this poisoning, and it was River who helped them do it. After discovering that she was destined to become close to the Doctor, River abandoned her murderous quest and used up all of her remaining regeneration energy to heal her future husband, who says romance is dead. From this point on, she became the heroic River Song we all know and love, and had many wonderful adventures with the Doctor before meeting her end in the library. Number 2. The Master The Moriarty to the Doctor Sherlock. The Master has been an on and off Doctor Who villain for nearly 50 years, and while the character delights in being evil most of the time, there have been a few flashes of good every now and then. It's often forgotten that the Doctor and the Master are old friends. The pair grew up on Gallifrey together, and throughout their many meetings in the classic and revived eras, you can sense a strong friendship beneath all the death and destruction. Hell, quite recently, the Master was even reformed into a full-on ally for the Doctor. At the end of the Series 10 finale, The Doctor Falls, Missy decides to stand with the Doctor after being moved by his pleas for help in an earlier scene, but before she can get to him, she's shot in the back and killed by a past version of herself. The sad thing about this is that the Doctor never found out that Missy had decided to help him, and instead the Master was resurrected as a relatively bog-standard but brilliant villain by Chris Chibnall, with that Series 10 character development being, supposedly, thrown in the bin. And number one, Dalek Seg. Speaking of face penises, while the story is commonly regarded as one of the weaker Dalek outings in modern Who, Series 3's Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks did at least try something different with the show's most iconic and overused villains. Deciding that the Daleks must evolve in order to survive, Dalek Sek merges with a normal human, and in the first episode's cliffhanger, the resulting human-Dalek hybrid emerges from its shell, with its exposed brain and fleshy tendrils, penises, all on display. The human DNA gave Dalek Sek something the Daleks don't usually experience, a wide range of emotions. Sek was no longer an angry Dalek yelling exterminate at the world. He was rational, intelligent, and understanding. He was good. From here, Sek asked the Doctor to help him create more human-Dalek hybrids, intending to establish a new race of Daleks that would certainly be a lot more peaceful than the usual bunch. However, the other Daleks turned on Sek and killed him, not wishing to contaminate their species with human DNA. Daleks gonna Dalek. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 